biri 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 it kept turning turning and it just landed on my side good news will just land on our side breakthrough will just land on our jobs uh, happily after, ever after will land on the singles to the glory of God we bless the name of the Lord in Jesus mighty name we pray Amen. God bless you. You may be seated. I want to thank Grace that the word of God is still your strength. I want you to stand up, get ready for the word of God as we take the hymn that ushers in the word, ancient word. Hallelujah. The word of the Lord entitled the turning point. I'm going to take this word a little further and engage you today in an interactive way. That this word may become alive to us and that we may profit from the word. If you look up on the screen, the, the scripture Ecclesiastes 11, 3a and verse, uh, 11 verse 3a, the message translation of the Bible says, When the clouds are full with water, it rains. It means there's a point in time rain has to fall. May the rain of blessings, the rain of breakthrough, the rain of better days and better things rain upon us from the month of April in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Bible says it is when the clouds are full of water. Something has to transform water into vapor to climb to the heights of the, of the clouds and then there's a tipping point whether we, you pray or not, rain falls. There's a place in our walk that it doesn't matter what anybody thinks, rain begins to fall. We want to interrogate the way life works according to the word of God and position ourselves to be able to experience a turning point we've all been waiting for. And this morning I'm going to ask you to pray with me. The Bible says when Job prayed for his friends, the Lord restored his fortunes. In fact, the Lord gave him twice as much as before. When the cloud was filled with Job's obedience, the rain fell to restore his fortune. The rain fell and it became twice as great as he used to be. And for the rest of his life, things get, got better and better. Father, Teach us the principles that we do not walk blindly anymore. Give us the knowledge where we can walk with God to create the turning points time after time. That our testimony may show forth the glory of God and the goodness of God in our lives. I pray that every man, every woman, your understanding will be enlightened today. And you'll be armed with knowledge and walk in wisdom. And each and every one of us and families represented with experience in this month of April, turning points for better. All to the glory of God. We pray with thanksgiving in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. You may be seated. When Job prayed for his friends, the clouds got filled with water and it began to rain. And people came around. Bible says all his neighbors, all his former friends, they all came around. There's something about when you express a turning point. You realize that people have no shame. They're going to come around and say, I didn't mean what I said. I'm sorry I invited you to my party, but the invitation got lost. Meanwhile, they never invited you. 
When you experience a turning point, everybody returns. That's what happens to Job. They actually came and they didn't even come empty-handed. They brought gifts. I'm trusting God for my own turning point. I'm trusting God for your own turning point. The Lord will bring it to pass in Jesus' name. My comment is at Job's own turning point. Job broke away from this, from his season of disasters and pain and humiliation. He broke through into the season he always was waiting for. The season of restoration, multiplied blessings and peace. It always takes a turning point for anyone's fortune to turn around for the better. It, you need a turning point if things are going to change for better. That's the signal that blessings are coming. And I put a definition up last week and I just want to refresh your memory and for the benefit of those who were not here, you catch a glimpse of it. Bring up the next slide. The, the definition of turning point is a point in time when a very significant change occurs which in turn produces serious beneficial occurrences. As a matter, it's going to be a spate of beneficial occurrences. The word spate means repeated, like machine gun, one after the other. Will somebody say, Lord, I receive my own beneficial occurrences. So shall it be in Jesus' mighty name. The Lord is talking to us about the turning point that precedes the breakthrough. It's good to pray for the breakthrough, but we had little understanding that the breakthrough is heralded by a turning point. It means no turning point, no breakthrough. So what is the point? Praying about break, uh, breakthrough, breakthrough, and you didn't even walk with God and arrange yourself well so that you experience a turning point that opens the door for the breakthrough to come through. And this is very important, and that's why I want you to pay attention. And so the turning point is a significant change that produces a spate of beneficial occurrences. And it's like rain. Once it starts, you know that you can't even stop it. It just continues raining. May the rain of better things just start unstoppably till our lives are flooded with the goodness of God in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. When I spoke to you very spiritedly on Sunday, I, I engaged a lot of you, but I hope a lot of you continued in the meditation of that word. Because if you also did, you would have questions. You'd want to talk about it. I certainly hope you prayed about it. Because I'm praying about it. The turning point. Why wouldn't you pray about your turning point if there cannot be, there can never be a breakthrough without a turning point? I don't want you to play this religious game, come to church, hear the word, and do nothing after you leave church. You have to stay in the word. Your meditation must be in the word. And this is a word in season to grace assembly. And it shall become flesh to us and we shall profit from it in Jesus' name. But today, you know, when I spoke about it on Sunday, it looked like it's something God has to do. So all we have to do is wait for it. When I spoke about it on Sunday, did it look like it's something that we have to wait for? It, it's kind of, what can I do? How can I make the clouds full for rain to fall? And as I waited on the Lord, the Lord said, yes, generally, 
And most and generally, yes, it happens that you have to wait for me to show up with a turning point. But if you look at what Job did, that scripture, or Job 42 verse 10, it says, when Job prayed for his friends, that was when the turning point happened. What does that tell you? Does that make you, does that not make you a little suspicious that maybe it's not all the doing of the Lord? Maybe there's a part we should play. Can I ask you a question? No matter how much God wanted Job to have the breakthrough to turn things around, if the turning point was predicated on him praying for his friends, if Job now didn't pray for his friend and postponed the praying for his friends, what do you think will have happened to him? The turning point will be postponed. And Job will be thinking, God, you know, I have waited a long time. What is going on? And many of us at that point, thinking like, God, what is this turning point thing? If not turning point, me, I supposed to go and get my turning point three years ago. Am I in order? But when you read that scripture, the Bible says, give me the New Living Translation. The New Living Translation starts very well. What's the first word there? Say it now. No, no, I can't hear you. It said it was when Job prayed for his friends. It looks like Job was the trigger to the turning point. So if I were to find a theme for today's discussion is, are we able to trigger off our turning point or not? Is it possible that a man or woman can trigger off a turning point? If this verse starts with when, it means that the trigger point was Job's activity. Now, look, look, let's look at our lives. What are you meditating on right now? What are you engaged in? Supposing what you're doing has nothing to do with the triggering of your turning point, shouldn't you take a look and perhaps change some things and so that you can do what you need to do to have the experience of Job? And that's what the devil wants. The devil wants us to believe the New Testament believer is still at the mercy of God. No, in the New Testament, it is God working with man. The New Testament believer is in a higher level of relationship with God. God is engaging us. You are a part of the process. And sometimes you are the one stopping God. I ask the question, supposing Job, out of Babylon, his friends were mean to him. They were rude to him. They didn't help him. They judged him. They left him by the roadside. He had every reason not to feel like praying for them. And that's why, believers, you cannot live according to your feeling. You must put your feelings aside and do what God is telling you to do. God bless you. At least one person. One person is clapping. Believers go around and say, I don't feel like. I don't feel like. I don't feel like. Okay turning point, we wait until you feel like. So this morning, I want to engage you. And I want it to be a little interactive. Could we, New Testament believers, should we not remember that in the New Testament is God and man? God has elevated and said, you're no longer servants, now are you my friends. When you want to do something, you ask your friend, your friend participates in your decision. Sometimes they even decide for you because of relationship. Are you there? So this turning point, could it be that we're the one delaying it? Could it be that we're not focusing on what we're supposed to focus? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to read one or two examples to you. 
The question then is, could, do we have the power? Has God not given us the power to initiate our own turning point? Let me read one story to you. And that story is found in Matthew 9. I'm going to read verses 18 to 12. And as I read, you will understand. I want the New King James Version. You will understand something you never paid attention to before. It says, while Jesus spoke these things to them, behold, a ruler came and worshipped him, saying, my daughter has just died, but come and lay your hand on her and she will leave. So Jesus arose and followed the ruler. That was the plan. And so did his disciples. And that's what happened when Jesus decides something will follow. But the Bible says in verse 20, and suddenly, unscripted, unplanned for, a woman who had a flow of blood for 12 years came from behind and touched the hem of his garment. Verse 21. For she said to herself, if only I could touch the hem, touch, a, could touch his garment, I shall be made well. But Jesus turned around and when he saw her, he said to her, be of good cheer, daughter, your faith has made you well. And the woman was made well that very hour. Amen. This is the story of Jesus set an agenda, prosecuting the agenda for the day. Everybody lined up. And so, you know, generally, anybody waiting for Jesus, what would you expect? That you can only see Jesus when he's done. Come on now, with the ruler. Where are you? No, I don't like a dull church. I said, where are you? If Jesus said, this is what we're doing, the disciples followed and they were moving in convoy. You would expect that anybody waiting for a turnaround that has to do with Jesus has to wait for Jesus to come back when he's done and we don't know how long that will take. But the Bible says in verse 20, and suddenly a woman with extreme issues in the book of Luke says, he 12 years she has spent all the money she had and her situation was no better. She came with a load of problem. When Jesus was busy, and without Jesus' participation whatsoever, there was no participation by Jesus. She touched the hem of his garment and was healed. Does that sound like a turnaround point or not? Was that a turning point or not? If Jesus participated, why would Jesus say, who touched me? Jesus didn't participate. This one initiated, I think, her own turning point. She had an option to follow them and wait for Jesus to finish, then engage the disciples, and if the disciples allowed her to see Jesus and maybe spoke to Jesus, and maybe the turning point will have, will have happened. But I want to ask you, church, because we're all intelligent people here. Did this woman, is it possible to say this woman triggered off her own turning point or not? Let me try this side. Let me try this side. Is it possible? Is it right for me to say this woman triggered off her own turning point or not? Is it, is it okay for me to say that she actually initiated her own turning point or not? 
So the devil is a liar. Our turning point is not dependent on heaven. Our turning point, if you are in the right state of mind, if you hear the right kind of word, if you go to the right kind of church, you can initiate your own turning point. Because we're no longer servants. We're now friends. At one point in time, you could not touch the priest. How how much more Jesus? She taught Jesus. And anybody that thought Jesus should have her hung, Jesus looked around and said, I'm impressed with your faith. Hello, somebody. So this turning point, we have April. I hope nobody will waste the whole of April. This woman is showing me something. When I read it, that it was when Job prayed for his friends, something began to happen to me that this turning point may not be as far away as the devil wants it to be. Do you know what I'm beginning to think? Could it be that the turning point is only as near as we want it to be? And one of the things Satan does is he either tells you a complete lie or he messes up your understanding of the Lord so that you just don't do the right thing and it looks like God is bad and God is not helping us. So when I spoke about the turning point, it looked like, yeah, it's good to wait. Ah, I will pray about it and then God will bring it. And God says, there's a bit more to that. It's not just as far as you think. Could it be that I've allowed you to be engaged in the process of the timing of your turning point by the things you choose to do and the things you choose not to do? The Bible says, and Jesus turned around, verse 21, and when he saw her, he said, be of good cheer. Daughter, your faith has made you well the way i translate it is jesus said be of good cheer you have just initiated your own turning point what no that's not verse 21 verse 22 okay let's see but jesus turned around and when he saw her he said to her Read with me. Be of good cheer, daughter. Your faith has made you well. In the context of my own understanding, talking about the turning point, I think what Jesus was saying is, be of good cheer, my daughter. You have just initiated your own turning point. The lesson is for us. The lesson is... Jesus, whatever you think Jesus is busy with, you can engage him and obtain your turning point and he's not going to be upset because you thought he was going somewhere or he was attending to somebody else. I pray that this story will, will, will take us to another level of understanding in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. She touched him from behind. Twelve years she had waited for a turning point. Is there anyone here that you've waited too long for something? If she asked the disciples, what would they have told her that day? I said it's interactive. If she asked the disciples, what would they have told her? Is Jesus day on an assignment? Can't you see following the book and appointment? After 12 years, do you still want an appointment? 
can you still wait for another appointment? She didn't ask her. A voice like mine was telling her, leave the disciples alone. You have suffered long enough. Now I'm prophesying. Your, your turning point is knocking on the door. You can connect with it and things will turn around. Because Jesus is ready for you if you're ready for Jesus. She touched only the hem of his garment. And she was healed. And the Lord did not rebuke her. Okay, can I tell you something? It means that the understanding you have of the Lord will determine how he relates with you. If you want to talk to disciples, talk to disciples. If you want to queue, if you want to touch the hem of his garment, go ahead and touch the hem of his garment. I want to read another story to you. I'm talking about initiating your own turning point. Jesus did not see this woman. Jesus did not participate in the whole transaction. She thought about it. She initiated it. And she broke through. And Jesus is the same yesterday, today and forever. May the month of April not be again another month of waiting. What kind of amen is that? I said, may April not be another month of waiting. Maybe it may be the month of turnaround, uh, turning point, and breaking through in Jesus' name. Let me read this story. This today is not a day for long sermons, it's a Thanksgiving service. Second Kings 4. Second Kings chapter 4. I want to read from verse 11. I'm going to read to 14. It says, And it happened one day. That he came there, Elisha it is, and he turned into the upper room and lay down there. Then he said to Gehazi, his servant, this Elisha, he was just feeling so rested after laying down. Call this Shunammite woman. When he had called her, she stood before him. She didn't say a word. She didn't ask to be called. And he said to her, Say now to her, Look, you have been concerned for us with all this care. What can I do for you? Sounds like Jehovah entering Solomon's room and saying, What can I do for you? Before anybody asks that kind of question, something must have happened to provoke that question. True or false? Nobody just looks at you and says, what can I do for you? No, no. Something was on their mind. That is the triggering of, or the trigger point for the turning point. Something compelled him to ask that question. What can I do for you? Or maybe I should put it like this. What can I do for you too? Hmm. Because you must have done something for me. For me to be asking you this question. Do you want me? She still said nothing. Can you imagine? Her turning point was so strong. She didn't even have to speak. 
What she did was so, 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 the trigger, well, it triggered it so big, it was like a tsunami. She didn't say a word. And then, the man of God started to suggest for her. May our turning point be that strong in Jesus' name. Do you want me to speak to, on your behalf to the king or to the commander of the army? She even answered at last, says, I dwell among my own people. What did that one mean? I don't know. Verse 14, so Elisha said to Gehazi, what then is to be done for her? You see, when your turning point is so strong, nothing can stop you. So powerful. Suggestions were made for her. She didn't answer. Nobody got upset. Gehazi didn't say, Kiloshi, woman, I cannot be talking to you, you small girl. You're not answering me. He started to make suggestions for her. Even when she said, I live among my people, that statement doesn't make any sense to me. It doesn't make any sense concerning the what we're talking about. He still didn't get upset. May our turning point be so powerful, so anointed, that it, nothing can stop our breakthrough in Jesus' name. So then, what then is to be done for her? And Gehazi answered for her. Actually, she has no son and her husband is old. Saints of God, I want to ask you. There was no action in the text I read, verses 11 to 14. There was no action recorded, only a conversation. But could it be that she had triggered off her own turning point before verse 11? Let me ask you. There was nothing done in verses 11 to 14. It just looked like a very powerful man was just insistent on blessing somebody who was refusing to answer, who was saying, I don't need anything. But could it be that this woman that was being difficult at this point had done so much of what is good that it didn't now matter what she didn't do now? Could she have initiated her own turning point? You see, don't follow some people who if anybody followed this woman to have this poor reaction, when somebody that has power wants to bless you, well, you go tell there. She had so triggered off a tsunami. You know when a tsunami is coming, nothing can stand in its way. Even her bad attitude could not stand in her way. She did not even say what her problem was. Did she have a son or not? Did she have a son after that or not? What am I saying? The truth is that prayer is overrated. I'm t- I've been telling you for years, prayer is overrated. Let me tell you what that means. Some people were praying for a son. Some people were praying to see Elisha. This woman did not ask for a son. But she had triggered up something stronger than prayer. Otisole, Otisole. They even asked her, she said, she said, I'm fine. She did not ask for a son. Guess what? She got a son. Guess what? The son died. God raised the son. Guess what? This woman, famine came. The man of God sent her where she will eat. 
famine was over, God restored her land to her and all the income of her land for the seven years she was away, even though she did not raise a sickle or a hoe. When you, when you initiate your turning point, see, when you see some people behave somehow, don't follow them. This woman did nonsense, but she got everything. You know what you need to do? Study her and do what she did before that conversation happened. In the season of the turning point, my question is, are you doing something that can amount to triggering off your turning point? Or have you done something? For Job, it was to pray for his friends, which was, must have been what God wanted him to do all the time. Are you here today? There may be somebody that has offended you. God wants you to forgive and to pray for them. And you are feeling so justified. You're not doing it. You're, 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 you're just, you're just, you're just arrogating to yourself the all important re, uh, reaction that after all this, after all, after, it was when Job prayed for his friends. He experienced a turning point. There was a woman with the issue of blood. She had lost so much time. She had lost so much blood. The system didn't pay her. She delved into the realm of the spirit that she caught a revelation. And that revelation, operating in that revelation, triggered off her turning point. Jesus was impressed. And what am I saying to you? There are many ways to trigger off your turning point. The Shunammite woman looked at the man of God and said, this man, his stress is too much. Let's take care of him. She never asked him for anything. Never. You know, can I tell you something? Prayer is overrated. I think the reason why Nigerians pray this much is we're not, this, we're not as obedient as we should be. I'm telling you, prayer is overrated. Did the Bible say, seek first the kingdom of God and this thing shall be added unto you? When you pray, let me ask you, are you telling God what he doesn't know? You're, you're talking as if you're informing God that you need husband. He's not the one that made you. Does he not know your age? Prayer is overrated. What you need to do is to initiate your turning point. I remember the story of Abigail. Abigail was married to a stupid man called Nabal. Nabal was so wicked, she was, she, was, she was caught in a dead end. But she continued to do what is right. When this man offended David, the anointed one of God, she didn't join him. He said, David, Emma Binusa, let me give you. She did everything. She didn't know that was a turning point. David went away, looked at her. Then Bible says, God killed Nabal. To free the woman. You see, you don't understand. Salvation is not just about getting to heaven. Salvation is to deliver you from any wickedness you are being entrapped into. Sickness is wickedness. Poverty is wickedness. When you're married to a wicked person, it is, it is a, it's a, it's a dead-end place. Release her. You know what David did? David came back. Sent for her. Left all the women following David. He said, that's the one I want to marry. A Tokumbo. 
not even fairly used, badly used. You see, say, give me that one. She triggered up something so strong. David never forgot. Never justify wickedness because you're going through a bad time. Don't say my husband is so wicked, I don't have time to bless anybody. Don't say I don't have any money. So people greet you, 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 you lash out at them. No, 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 no. You see, to initiate your turning points, you are required to do something. The prayer we should be praying is, Lord, whatever I'm supposed to do to trigger off my turning point, may I not walk away from it. When she built, when this woman built this place for the uh, man of God, she told her husband, the Bible doesn't record her husband's agreement or disagreement or contribution. She just went ahead, did whatever she had to do. When it came to the time the man was the one asking her. When the boy died, she said, ah, but did I ask you for a son? Do you remember that story? So you see, when you trigger off your turning point, whatever God gives you, he will sustain it. Are you there? You know, I feel a lot better about the turning point now. If it was all left to God, I'll be wondering, God, ah, where is my name in the order of people to receive turning point? Maybe I'm number 4,002. But this one God is saying, you determine your number. Any number you want, just go for it. So the prayer I want to pray with you is, stand to your feet. On Wednesday, I'm going to, I'm going to explain this thing a lot more because my time is really very short. The prayer I want us to pray is, Lord... First of all, let's first thank God that I can initiate my turning point. Lift up your hands and say, Lord, I thank you that my turning point is not in the hands of my enemy. It's not in the hands of the government. It's not even in the hands of my pastor. My turning point is between you and I. I want you to thank God that even now I understand, blessed be God, that I can trigger off my own turning points. I can, I can be engaged in initiating uh, the manifestation of my turning point. Why don't you begin to pray and say, Lord, thank you. Because that means I'm so close to it. I am so close to it. Father, thank you for the turning point. April will be our month without fail of our turn, turning point. And the turning point will bring amazing breakthroughs in, a, in on all the important areas of our lives. In our finances, in our career, in our health situation, concerning our children, concerning our marriages, concerning our ministry, concerning our investment, concerning the things that we care about. That this month of April will birth for us our turning point that will cause the breakthrough to happen. But now we pray. Father, what it is, whatever it is, we need to do ah, to initiate our turning point. Father, may we not push it aside. May we not even be confused as to what needs to be done. Let us do the thing that is so important that our turning point will have a tsunami effect. That nothing can stop the breakthrough. Nothing can stop the better days. So powerful like the Shunammite woman. Open our understanding, O oh God.
pray for yourself. Pray, open my eyes, O oh God. Open my heart, O oh God. Job, no matter how offended you are, until you pray for your friends, you cannot experience a turning point. It doesn't matter how many days you fast, it's not going to happen. The woman with the issue of blood, you have a shameful situation. You need to download a revelation. A revelation so powerful, you'll be unstoppable. You hear the Shunammite woman, you have settled with something so painful that you don't have and you think it can never happen. If you just do one thing, it will produce a turning point like never before. This is my prayer, oh God. This is my petition before you. Help us know how to initiate the turning point that has eluded us for so long. Help us, oh God. The woman with the issue of blood, you didn't even see her and she experienced a turning point. The Shunammite woman didn't even ask her a son and she experienced her. What must I do, O oh God? What must I change, O oh God? My times and my seasons are in your hands. But I now realize they are also in my own hands too. I want you to pray if you have a family situation. That's a big one. What must I do? To initiate the turning point for my family. Jesus said to the woman with the issue of blood, be of good cheer. You have just initiated your own turning point. Father, I want my situation to be like that. I want the situation of my family to be like that. I want, I, I want my career to be like that. A complete turning point. Jesus said to her, I'm not the one that triggered it off. You triggered it off yourself. of good chair you can initiate your own turning point as well that's the word of the lord be of good chair don't be depressed you too can initiate your own turning point could you help me hold somebody's hand you know christianity is about us it's not about i is about us. Hold somebody's hand and pray for them. My brother, my sister, I pray for you that the Lord will enlighten your understanding 
and engage you in a way that you will also initiate your own turning point. A powerful turning point. A tsunami strength turning point. The Bible says everybody came back to Job. All his former friends and family. And they came with gifts. People that insulted him. People that said it was over for him. They came back with apologies. We didn't mean it and they brought gifts. The latter days of Job were much greater than his former days that he used to celebrate. Pray for say, the Lord will help you. Ah, Holy Spirit, direct this person to activate their own turning point, to initiate it. A very powerful one that the glory of the latter house should be greater than the former. Ah. And Job lived to see four generations after that. From glory to glory to glory to glory. Nobody will miss. Nobody will have to wait for others. We will initiate our own turning point. God will help us. Oh, thank you, Lord. We give you the praise, O oh God. Blessed be your name, our King. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Saints of God, I want you to be in church on Wednesday. I'm going to break down more this turning point. You see, some, some of us have seen a turning point and we don't even know how it happened. What you got and you don't know how you got, it means you can't repeat it. That's why some people, the only glory they're talking about is the former glory. There's no present glory. Because you don't know how you got that one, that's why you're not able to repeat it. Everybody is going to get a turning point in Grace Assembly. But I want us to understand the process. So it's never going to be accidental anymore. I look forward to seeing you on Wednesday. If you have been blessed today, I want you to give the glory to God. I want you to clap your hands and give him praise now. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I know your testimony is going to blow me out of the water. Amen.